Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Ladies, woohoo, and gentlemen, woohoo, welcome to woohoo, another digital woohoo, citizen, woohoo, episode, woohoo, 200, pew, 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 290, pew, 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 that was my noise, hi, look, kaboom, kaboom, splat, Pow? Bang? Oh wait, are we doing like 1960s Batman now? <laughs> the remake of Batman. Yeah, hi! 290. Just three, ten, four episodes uh, to 300 shows. I know, exciting. Yeah, we're gonna have Adam West yeah. on the show. On the, on the 300 <laughs> show. Yeah, on the 300 show. Yeah. You think we could get Adam West? Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Christopher Nolan. I'm going to be like Trisha now and just like manifest. Manifest uh, things, uh, right? That's what I was uh, thinking uh, too. I was like, are we manifesting <laughs> things now? That's so the secret, right? Manifesting things is like. So, where are you recording from? Um, my computer in the normal place I record us doing well, a show. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm in bed. <laughs> right, I can kind of hear a different. I mean, you sounded normal before. Your audio, I can see it, uh, hear a little difference in your audio right now. I'm not sure why, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, someone doesn't have power in their living room. That someone is me. Right, your apartment, the power went out. Well, not really. Part of the yeah. power went out in your apartment, right? Well, so you need, like a, you need like yeah. a handyman to come by to figure it out, right? Handyman, hand, yes. The handyman can, can. Mm -hmm. Yep, that is uh, what I'm waiting for. So, uh, I was a little panicked when it happened an hour before my podcast. But, right. Uh, uh, that was when I didn't think I had uh, electricity at all in the apartment. So, funny enough, my bathroom has uh, uh, power. I'm not going to do the podcast there because the acoustic would be uh, terrible. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so and I have power to my stove so I can boil and eat things from my Oh, stove. you have an electric nice. stove, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I have power in my bedroom so I moved my Phone to the bedroom. That is more or less what I did. So this, this is just happening. Phone. I'm wondering, Fro. Do Do you know if you have mm -hmm. an electric or water heater? Do you have hot water? Do you know? That's a question that I don't yeah. think you've thought about. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh well, then, then you're set. You're set. You're. I mean, well, yeah. you're not set. Obviously, you can't do a lot of things. Water. But <laughs> right. Right. At least you have hot water and uh, a way to cook food. And yeah. 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 No. I just, I just, 
I'm not going to die. It's not like I need. Uh, I would be a little more worried if I had no power at all. Yeah, that happens to me quite a bit. But I, I'm in a situation yeah. where, like, I know that it's going to happen occasionally, and so I, I'm always kind of ready yeah. in the winter times for the power to go out. So I'm always, I always have you know extra canned food and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. We have a lot of news. Uh, I'm going. I have things on my phone, so I'm just going to tell you what the news are, and you can tell the people what they are about. Right. Uh, okay. The US, yes, the U.S. troops in Syria seems to getting hit with direct energy attacks. What? We talked about this before. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about these direct energy attacks. Um, I think the first time we talked about it, Cuba was blaming the U.S. for attacking them, for attacking their mm-hmm. people. And then the U.S. said, oh, no, that's just crickets. Remember? Yeah, the magic crickets. The crickets I, I and the Cuban, Cuban uh, mur- murder crickets that have direct energy capabilities. <laughs> well, those, those murderous crickets... We need to get, like, a biologist on here to talk about this, about these crickets, because they've gone all the way to Syria, bro. Uh The U.S. is investigating... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm manifesting David Attenborough. Yeah, let's get David Attenborough to talk about the uh, Cuban murder crickets. The U.S. is investigating what appears to be a direct energy attack on U.S. troops, and the Pentagon suspects Russia is behind them, bro. (laughs) <laughs> what a surprise! It, uh, uh, Russian crickets, maybe? I don't, when it, yeah. when the Cubans were blaming America, it was crickets, <laughs> and then when it happened again in Cuba, it was the Russians, and now when it happens in Syria, it is also the Russians. So the crickets mm-hmm. story, I feel like if we look back in the history of things, we're gonna look back and go, "What about that? What about those crickets, uh, guys? You know, uh, was that real or were you just lying?" Hmm, seems like you might have just been lying at the time. Uh, but it says four national security officials involved in the, in the investigation told Politico that the Department of Defense has been investigating these incidents uh, since last year. Two sources told them that told Politico that this included incidents in Syria where troops have developed flu-like symptoms uh, this last fall. Uh, a Pentagon spokesman told Politico that the Defense Department was unaware of direct energy attacks against troops in Syria, but it has, a, uh, I guess it's been attacking political officials. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I guess, I, I wonder what kind of animal they will, they will blame this time. Maybe it was it will be polar bears, magic polar bears. What is a kind of animal that's only in Russia? I can't think of like a Siberian tiger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> si- anything from Siberia, right? Yeah, Siberian tiger. Let's go with that. They have like a crazy call, which when they when they growl, it sends out, it emits this crazy. If you have enough of them in one area, right? Yeah. It says U.S. officials in Cuba, China, and Russia have previously become sick, and studies have pointed to microwave radiation as the main suspect for the health problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, I we, we've been covering this for a while, and I 
feel like this is a lie, but sure. Yeah, I tend to not trust anything that has, uh, oh, it's Russia as an explanation. I don't think that's even the biggest problem here. We've been covering this story about these microwave attacks for long enough to know that the cricket story exists, right? Um, Right. So I don't think, that was way before they started blaming Russia is when they started blaming the crickets. So I don't think this has anything necessary. I mean, obviously this, because it's Syria, they're blaming Russia, whatever, but um, Mm. initially these attacks were being done against Cuban officials and the Cubans were blaming the Americans. When that happened, the Americans were like, oh, we have no idea where this is coming from. It must be crickets. And we were like, are you fucking kidding me at the time? (laughs) This is not coming from crickets. Uh, Everybody insisted that was true. Uh, and now we're saying at the, like, if we were to go on like a national news station and say, Hey, by the way, this isn't the Russians. This is all fake. We would be called conspiracy, crazy, like conspiracy theory crazies. But if you believe the cricket story, that's legit. It's like, I don't understand where the line of logic is. You know what I mean? In this kind of crazy story. Yeah. Did you hear the fake news this week about Joe Biden banning meat eating? Oh, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk... In, in the Jeremy round, I have another story about that with the Epicurus... Uh, uh, the Epicurus story, the online uh, thing. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Okay, hey, I know who I am going to vote for if I live in California. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, because she is so good on politics. I mean, I watched every episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashian, and I do that because I agree with her. <laughs> okay. <I'm just> gonna... <laughs> Did she talk a lot about politics in when nope. she was on that nope. show? Okay. No, no. I feel like never. politics probably didn't come up a lot on, on that show, but nope. I, I never watched it, so. <laughs> yeah, you're you're one of those. But yeah, she joins the Republican Party. Yeah, I literally never saw a single... Like, I saw clips, but I never saw an entire episode of the Kardashians ever. I'm in that uh, boat where, like, the only time I ever saw Titanic was I watched it with the riff tracks. I'm the same way with <laughs> Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Um, Kate, Caitlyn Jenner, a former Olympic gold winner and transgender activist, on Friday added her... Uh, name to the growing band of Republicans, Republicans seeking to unseat California Governor Gavin, Gavin, Gavin Newsom, whose business uh, disrupted, uh, whose business disrupting pandemic response has fueled a recall uh, of his governorship. Uh, mm-hmm. Before transitioning in 2015, Jenner was married to Chris Kardashian after the two other marriages and became a step parent to the to her children. Uh, Jenner's achievements as an acclaimed athlete include winning the men's decathlon in 1976. An effort to recall Newsom began in February, led by conservative groups uh, called the California Patriot Coalition. Uh, These people Mm -hmm. have opposed Newsom's liberal politics. As the campaign picked up steam amid frustration of the COVID-19 vaccine rollout, other Republicans in the state... Uh, recalled the race, including San Diego Mayor Kevin Falcon. Falconer? 
Okay, that's not, sure. Doesn't Kevin Falconer sounds like something out of like a gangster MMA. movie? Oh, oh, <laughs> MMA. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Other people include businessman John Cox and U.S. Representative Doug Ose. Okay, so those are the people who are her running. But she's like the biggest name. You know what I mean? It says the last time California what? governor was recalled in, was in 2003. Uh, Democratic Governor Gray Davis was replaced by, guess who, Fro? Arnold Schwarzenegger, a Hollywood star, star and Republican. So we're. Yeah. Getting a little foreshadowing, possibly. We have a current Democratic uh, governor, right? And we're looking at a celebrity yeah. Republican running against him. It's like a re repeat of the Schwarzenegger-ish uh, debacle, I guess. I mean, was Schwarzenegger that bad? Kind of. But he wasn't maybe as bad as other Republicans in the past. Didn't he sleep with his babysitter when he was governor of California? Sure, but that's not like a political thing. I don't... Like it's true, uh, right? That's the only thing I remember. He's not as bad as Bill Clinton when it comes to like cheating on your wife or something. So, well, that's true. Uh, yeah, no, I people are maybe a little surprised that she joined the Republican party. Join the? She's always been a Republican. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, are, that, that, yeah this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that she's a Republican. Yeah, no. It's just a. Uh, she well, has no political been, experience either, right? Well, she was very pro-Trump when she was uh, on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here in the UK. Being pro-Trump doesn't give you political experience. That's Those aren't the same true, thing, true. right? No, no, no. I, but, <coughs> I mean, I mean, do you have to have politi politician uh, experience to be a politician? No, you don't. Apparently I mean, not in America. Press. No, you last president didn't, so... There's a whole other weird kind of thing going on with, like, um, our... She's a Republican who, like, as a Trump supporter in California, mm. which is fairly blue state, uh, and she's a transgender activist. Will mm -hmm. blue, like, Democratic transgender, uh... Uh... Focused people, like, uh transgender activists who f follow her as, like, somebody who they see as, like, a role model, will mm. they move over to the Republican Party because she's on the Republican Party? I don't see that as, like, a... No. I can see the Republicans seeing that as, like, a point of contention where they're like, oh, look, we this right. is this is our person on that side of the aisle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no. I agree. But the, I think the yeah, biggest thing is, like, she has the biggest name of anybody running for this race. She has more, what's a, I guess the word is clout, than anybody else running right now. She, like, she has, she has a good chance of winning, scarily enough. Yeah, uh, and we also have some other Republican news. Uh, wasn't the office of uh, Rudy Giuliani attacked today as well? Oh, right. We don't have a lot of information on this yet. Uh, not attacked. Uh, federal oh. investigators uh, executed a search warrant uh, this morning. So we, we still don't have a lot of information. Is this just breaking news, I guess? Uh, hmm. Federal investigators have executed a search warrant Wednesday morning on the Manhattan home of Rudy Giuliani, former attorney of Donald Trump. 
uh, former New York yeah. City mayor, has been un under investigation for several years. Details of the searches were not immediately available. Investigator, excuse me, inve investigators executing warrants uh, seized electronic devices. A person familiar with the investigation told AP officials could not discuss the investigation publicly. So, like I said, we don't have a lot of info. We just know that Rudy Giuliani is probably going down right now. <laughs> Can I take an edit? Educated guess as they say. I'm going to guess that this is where we find out a lot of rotten info about Mr. Trump, if there is any. Uh, you know what I think this that probably has to do with it, it. People are probably making a big deal out of this, acting like it has something to do with something else uh, that I'm not going to say. But my guess is this has to do with the Dominion lawsuit. Oh, yeah, that could also be, yeah. Right. Uh, especially since they're taking his laptops and stuff, I have a feeling this mm. doesn't have anything to do with other than that he's being sued by Dominion for slander, right? Or whatever it right. pertains to a company. So my guess is it has to do with that, but I could be wrong. It could it could be something more to do with, like, election fraud. But I think that was kind of... Um, lying about the dominion voting systems that could also mm. that could go they, they could go hand in hand right so yeah hmm. okay um you used the postal service i am going to get i guess <sighs> barely like i i don't remember the last time i sent a letter in america but it is an important thing to have the u.s postal service uh yeah it's running a covert operation program I mean, when I I got, like, a number of years ago, I don't even have it anymore, but I got, like, a a gas card for, like, a local gas station so that I just, if mm. in case I needed gas. And even then, when I signed up for the gas card, I was like, don't send me any physical mail. They had an option to, that I could click that was, like, just send me mm. email notifications for my stuff. And it was like, why would I want physical mail, like, should I just go to the, you, go to yeah, the Amazon and last... burn trees down myself, or? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing you got uh, uh, as a package in the post, uh, the package you got from me years ago? Well, no, like, there's a difference between the U.S. Postal Service and, like, uh, Amazon or, like, U.S. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, UPS, which is not like yeah, right. They're that sent you the broadery of 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 uh, our podcast. sure, but that came through like yeah. that came through that didn't come through the U.S. Postal Service. I guess is oh, my point. I didn't know that. Okay. Right, the private uh, like FedEx is a privatized business. You you UPS is a private business. The U.S. Postal Service is like a is a government agency. Those that's the difference. Uh -huh. Right. Got it. But yeah, uh, so this is not a surprise for you, I'm going to guess? Uh, this is a big surprise, I think, for everybody, uh, or at least okay. anybody who heard that this is happening. Outcry over U.S. Postal Service reportedly tracking social media. The U.S. Postal Service has reportedly been monitoring social media uh, with a focus on people who are planning protests from. Why is the U.S. Postal Service monitoring people who are planning protests, you would say? I would say that. The surveillance procedure known as the Internet Covert Operations Program 
tracks social media activity <laughs> described as inflammatory and shares information with government agencies. According to a bulletin from March 16th obtained by Yahoo News, the program is part of an effort by the United States Postal Service to, oh, and law enforcement, oh, which is an, a law enforcement arm of the USPS. So I never, up until now, I had no idea there was a law enforcement arm of the UP, USPS. <laughs> like, I never knew there was a law enforcement section of the United States Postal Service, but the USPIS monitoring social media accounts regarding planned protests occurring international, internationally and domestically. Fro. So this isn't just in the US, internationally as well. Uh, they're, they're taking all, these infor- all this information off social media and they're using it to attack protests against whatever. The information regarding the demonstrations against lockdown measures was distributed to the Department of Homeland Security. The agencies collected information from Facebook as well as other platforms used by right-wing extremists uh, such as Parler and Telegram. The agency told Yahoo News that they assess threats to the Postal Service employees and its infrastructure by monitoring publicly available source information. Okay. Interesting. My question is, uh, what what threat to the USPS do protests? Uh, what what like say a Black Lives Matter protest? What? How is that uh, a threat to the USPS? Well, I can tell you that because uh, you know those like blue boxes where people put their mail uh, in. Sure. People hit hit them with baseballs, uh, bats during protests, so they have to take care of their post post. Uh, the, yeah. It says here over 70% of responding police departments in the U.S. use social media for intelligence gathering and monitoring public sentiment. According to a 2017 survey, uh, Facebook's transparency report states that the company received more than 60,000 government requests from data for data from January to June 2019. Guess what? Yeah. When it comes to, like, social what? media and, like, somebody tracking you, maybe Russia isn't the person to worry about. Maybe it's your own <laughs> government that's watching you. Yeah, because we're totally not in a Big Brother situation. <laughs> no, no, Edward Snowden no. totally didn't reveal that to us years ago, and people have just, oh. like, chose not to accept it. That's not what happened. Yet, I mean, no. Oh, oops, I spoke... A word of Russian. Jesse <laughs> uh, Max, uh, she pleads not guilty to uh, new sex trafficking charges. Uh, right. So, I thought it was kind of funny that last week we were like, "When is she going to be in court? Like, has she, is she ever going to go to court ever?" And then <laughs> this week she appears in court. Jesse Maxwell has appeared in court on new charges. Uh, her first appearance since her arrest. She attended the New York court. Uh, in person on Friday for arraignment on the new charges which were filed last month. She pleaded you know, not... What this, yeah. Go ahead. You know what this proves, Luke? What? That the power of thought does work. <laughs> it, we manifested the mm-hmm. the court. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> manifested. <laughs> uh, she pleaded not guilty 
to all the new counts. Oh, what the shock? Uh, Miss Maxwell, daughter and daughter of media mogul Robert Maxwell, was in a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein in the 1990s. She allegedly introduced him to the wealthy, powerful. She introduced him, meaning uh, Epstein, to wealthy and powerful figures, including Prince Andrew uh, of the royal family, and of course Bill Clinton. Uh, which we've mm-hmm. this week there's some new pictures out uh, that aren't a hundred percent confirmed of her and Bill Clinton, but they uh, they're definitely out there. There's pictures out there. We'll say that. Does she have kids, by the way? Um, that's a good question. I have no idea. Uh, why do you ask? I, I, I guess why do you ask? Oh, I was thinking maybe. Uh, uh, Maybe it would be easier for her to get out of jail if she had kids and things like that. I don't know how old Well, she is. I know she put in another request for bail after these new charges. Yeah. I doubt she's going to, they're going to accept it. I mean, we, this is, would it be, this, I think it's her fourth uh, mm-hmm. attempt at getting uh, some kind of bail situation. So I don't see that happening, but, um, it says the jury selection is set for July 12th, uh, but the judge is considering a delay of the trial uh, because of the new charges. So mm-hmm. right now we're looking at like uh, July, August, maybe for a trial, but it could get delayed. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, depends a little on COVID and stuff. I am going to guess. It says the entire proceedings of the trial on Friday lasted 10 minutes. Maxwell only wow. spoke three times uh, the entire uh, the entire time of these <laughs> 10 minutes of trial that she's been in. Uh, huh. Interesting. Uh, biggest deployment of UK Neville. N- Neville. <laughs> Neville. Neville, right. Uh, Neville. A naval firepower since the Falcons were is set to sail next month. Is Neville from Harry Potter? Is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, where is that wor- n- name from? I don't know anybody. Yeah, no, it's, her, it's Harry Potter. Somebody should name their kid Neville. I don't feel like that probably nowadays would fly, naming your kid Neville, but it's kind of a cool name. Especially now that uh, J.R. Uh, what her Tolkien her name is? Yeah, she's uh, no. J.R. No, no, Tolkien is uh, the guy who did uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, uh, yeah, Whatever. crazy uh, anti-gay lady. Gay. What's her name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whatever. Whatever. She doesn't her. deserve us to remember her name, to be honest, because she's kind of <laughs> not a great person. Uh, yeah. Uh, biggest deployment. Of UK naval firepower since the Falklands War. From. Yeah, that is uh, a lot of people. Uh, Britain's biggest deployment of UK naval and aerial military firepower will set sail next month in a 28-week voyage, which will be closely watched by China. Why? Do, how do they know that China... Do they have some kind of, like... <laughs> China, they have some kind of monitoring yeah, system to see. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. They sent them a Zoom, 
a zoom invite to the ship. It's like a, one of those long, long... <laughs> it was just a camera on the front of the ship, like one of those Norwegian shows where it's... Norwegian shows, yeah. yeah. Slow TV. Slow TV, yeah. Uh, this move, which includes the first operational deployment of the aircraft, H. MS Queen Elizabeth will see the will see Britain use its power to bring other nation, nations forces together such as the US and the Netherlands. Uh, the carrier strike group which will carry out visits to India, Japan, South Korea and Singapore will include a US destroyer, the USS Sullivan, and a Dutch frigate the HNLMS Everston. Uh, it comes after Iceland became the 10th nation to join uh, this defense group. So, yeah, this is like a... I mean, if you were to take a step towards World War Three, what would be your first step? Uh, bringing a bunch of people together to, like, have a military firepower group traveling around the world yeah. for half a year? <laughs> yeah. To show my troops, like... Hey, look at my troops! This is... It's a big dick contest. That is more or less... Yeah, you would think, oh, they must be doing this for some reason. Of course they are. It says, the deployment has been organized as part of the UK's tilt to the Indo-Pacific region in a bid to bolster deep defense partnerships as well as take part in an exercise to mark the 50th anniversary of five power defense agreements. Okay. Mm. Good for them. That's why they're cool. doing it. Cool, as they say. The hip kids. Uh, talking about hip kids, uh, if you uh, were going to have kids, uh, would you like to have a daughter or a boy? Mm, I don't think you can say that anymore. Why? Because I just let. I think you were supposed to let them decide for themselves now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but would you rather have a boy or a girl? Um, I don't. I honestly wouldn't even care. But I think probably because I was a terrible child, I'd probably mm. rather have a girl because I know how I was as a. Ch- Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I would totally have a daughter instead of a. Right, but then you got to think about like the also the connotations of being a father with like a teenage daughter, which is, can be very stressful. I can understand. Yeah, there's a reason why I don't want kids. We'll talk but about yeah, uh, cruel summer uh, maybe a little later. <laughs> sorry. Maybe we'll talk about episode three of Cruel Summer a little later. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, gender reveal party prompts fear of earthquakes. Like okay, so this trend with with gender reveal parties is so fucking stupid. Like people are doing the most elaborate stunts. Like I remember when it just was like, pop this balloon, eat this cake. Wasn't it two years ago that the wildfires in California were started by yeah, started a gender by, reveal party? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't understand how people are still doing these and thinking that it's like so, not incredibly cringy and stupid. <laughs> like I've seen multiple like commentary videos on YouTube of people being like, "Look how dumb yeah. gender reveal parties are," and people are still yeah. like, "You know what would be cool? 
because I'm on Facebook and apparently live in under a rock, gender reveal party would be cool. Like, I don't understand. Who are these people that are still doing this? None of my friends, that's for sure. Uh, explosives used for a gender reveal party in New Hampshire were so loud that residents across state lines thought there was an earthquake happening. Oh, my God. <laughs> the source of the explosion was 80 pounds, th 36 ki kilograms of explosives. Uh, oh. Tannerite, which is an explosive used for firearms practice, the family said they thought the they thought a quarry was a safe place to set off the blast and let their relatives, uh, oh, to let their relatives know they were expecting a baby boy. It was earth shaking. A neighbor who lives near them uh, said, when the explosives were set off, uh, residents in a twenty-mile radius, as far away as Massachusetts, heard the explosion. <laughs> <laughs> One woman told N NBC that the blast cracked the foundation of her neighbor's home. Holy crap! <laughs> just stop! Like, these gender reveal things are not worth it. Just stop it. <laughs> what fucking morons. Oh, I... It is so funny. It is so funny, but it's so oh. Remember when people strange. remember when planking was a thing on 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 I like do. as like a trend, and oh. like somebody was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna plank on like a twenty story building. Yeah, and then yeah. they died, and it's like that's when planking ended, and it was the trend was over. But for some reason, gender reveal parties like nobody's getting the point. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a gender reveal party in China or something where they set off a bomb and it killed people <laughs> there. It was like, yeah. I mean, it's I happened mean, so many times in America at this point. Like, different, like, not always the same, but like, like I said, uh, even right here in the article, it says a fire that damaged more than 7,000 7, acres of land in California was found to be a to have been caused by one of these pyrotechnic devices in 2020. Right. Yeah. A 56-year-old woman in 2019 was killed after a small piece of shrapnel from a homemade explosive hit her in the head. Uh, and remember the gender reveal where the guy pla crashed a plane and was killed? Yep. I mean, yep. like, yeah. This, just, just don't. Just don't. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> hey, look. Uh... You don't care about birthdays. You care about birthdays so little that I, every time I ask you how old are you this year, you have to think about it for ten minutes. I probably care more about other people's birthday than myself, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, I, I'm a selfish bastard. I kind of know when Luke has his birthday, but I only care about my own. I think. Uh, but yeah. I think I just don't take time very seriously. I take okay. time less seriously than a lot of people do, right? That, yeah, that is very true. You're one of the most timeless people I know. <laughs> thank you. I think <laughs> uh, sometimes it's uh, thank you, uh, but yeah, uh, I think if you had uh, your birthday and you had twenty, uh, sorry, thirty-five women singing happy birthday for you, you would be kind of stressed. I think. <sighs> I mean, dating one person is stressful, right? <laughs> yes. Dating 35 people would be like, 
Oh my god, I can't even, like, I, 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 I get anxiety just thinking about it, bro. <laughs> but a Japanese man has been arrested after reportedly dating 35, oh, more than 35 women. Uh, oh, yay. He, this guy, a part-time worker, is being investigated for allegedly defrauding dozens of women, pretending he was serious about their relationships, and receiving hundreds of pounds worth of gifts uh, he apparently got caught when the women joined forces uh, when they created a victim association after discovering of his infidelity uh, against them. Among the, among the claims is that he gave each woman a different date for his birthday, ensuring a constant stream of gifts throughout the year. <laughs> it's kind of uh, clever, to be honest, when you think about it. A 47-year-old woman reportedly thought his birthday was for February 20. Uh, 22nd. Another woman thought uh, it, his birthday was in July, while another one believed his birthday was in April. Uh, allegedly, he received around 100,000 yen, or 680 pounds worth of gifts from women, including a 200-pound uh, suit uh, from mm. one woman. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way of getting things, I guess. Uh, I, I, I don't. I feel like in America, this would not be treated the same as it is being that like is true. Yeah. being arrested. I, I, this, I mean, he's definitely defrauding people, and so oh, I yeah, feel definitely. bad for them. But like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, he's kind of just being a not a sugar daddy. What's the reverse of a sugar daddy? Yeah. He's he's being kind a of male uh, a male sugar daddy whatever that, uh, yeah, a sugar mama reverse yeah he's got sugar mamas right uh, yeah. so in America uh, if it was reversed like if it was the woman had thirty five boyfriends mm -hmm. that were giving them gifts I don't in America at least I don't think it would be an issue so I don't think this would be an issue but in Japan it you know the culture is so much different and everything else mm -hmm. so. Hey, look, have you heard about the saying, it's never too late to learn a dirty joke? No. <laughs> okay, maybe it's a Norwegian thing. I guess so. I, I, learned, I learned a very dirty joke this week. Do you want to hear it? Possibly. Am I going to have to edit this out of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, so my four-year-old daughter was torturing butterflies. And so I went to her. And said, hey, I'm going to penalize you. You're not going to eat butter for one week. The next day I saw she was torturing a cockroach. I told her, Nana, you're not going to escape that easy. This is Tron where Tron tells the truth. I'm not in a political mood today, so I'm going to say something good. Yeah, some good news. For the last few days, I've been doing a movie. Yeah, a gangster movie. I was a student in the, in the local film school. And it was very nice. It was very hard, but it was very nice to do. And I'm looking forward to see the results. But I didn't start this as an actor. I never did as much acting when I was a kid. Did something, tried school or something like that, but nothing big. Well, if you can call political work acting, yeah, I've done some acting over the years. And Radio and podcasting also is some kind of acting, but not in front of camera, not in front of the stage. I always thought about myself as something I wanted to do, but I thought it was all kind of other people did it. I didn't have the self-esteem that I am now. I don't 
had the, I didn't have the way to just laugh at, don't give a shit about what people t said about me like I have now. I thought I had it in the 20s, but I really didn't. People who have lots of self-esteem in the 20s don't have a lot of self-esteem at all. It's just bullshit. Well, but that's a process you have to go through. Sometimes people find themselves in their early teens. Somebody finds themselves in the 20s, 30s. I found part of myself when I passed 40. And that's not a shame. It's not at all. I can be be angry about it. I can just, why, why did I waste all those years and so on? But why should I do that? I'm enjoying myself here and now. Maybe all the things I did, or mistakes I did, can do something good with what I do now. Maybe I wasn't ready. Not all people are ready for something at an early age. It's no shame in that. If I have people who started acting in the 50s and 60s, write the first book in the 70s, why not? Sometimes different people have to go through the processes. Not everybody is the most hard to start in playing as a genius as five. People need to, yeah, mature in a different way. So why do I say that? There's a lot of people, when not only come to acting, not only come to writing and music and so on, but also come to politics. Oh, I didn't. I was not hardcore when I was a youth. So can I suddenly switch now and do things like this now? Or I just had to follow the flow without other people? No, you don't. You can't be hard radical. You can't see that some things you did and stood for and so on was wrong and things have changed the world have changed the information you have now makes you think different it's no shame in that it's no shame in growing it's no shame in taking new information and just say to yourself okay i did wrong why did i do wrong can i do something different the next time maybe the wrong thinking i did and the false i did helped me become a better person in the first place it's not an easy process to go to. Because when you come to the nation, you don't want to see your life as a failure. You don't want to see like, oh shit, all the things I haven't done, or all the things I didn't think about, and be like angry or just pissing on the young people. But you can change. And it's no shame in it. That's called growing up. That's being a real adult, a real human being is all about. So, if you like old man like me now, I'm 46, and you think about doing something different with your life, you know what? Give it a try. It's no shame. I have been, I'm going to up on stage in May on a play. A lot of people who haven't played much that at all are looking forward to it. I don't think the Royal Shakespeare Company is going to call me after that play, but I had fun, and I, did, I completed a dream I had for a long time, and I'm proud of it. And you should do the same. It was theater, writing, music, and so on, so on, so on. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day! That was uh, Tron Telling the Truth. Thank you, Tron. I'm sorry for that extremely bad joke. <laughs> Thank you, Tron, <laughs> as always. Yeah, yeah. I know stupid jokes. Uh, TV round. We watched some TV That's this week. Like. Did you watch TV this week, from? I did. I never watched TV. What is TV? What is TV? Uh, yeah. I guess I guess what we should start out with is, did you watch episode three of Cruel Summer? 
I did. What did you think? Because I was not exactly impressed. <laughs> I wasn't exactly impressed either. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, the first two episodes were so good, and then this episode, yeah. like, I don't um, know what I I can't really tell you what was missing from it, but I think it was the editing was, style was not yeah, as was impressive, just, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say it. It, the editing felt extremely weird. Yeah, I just feel like the the first two episodes were probably the pilot that they put a lot of energy mm-hmm. in to sell it, and then in the in this episode it was like, oh, we got our money, so let's just make the rest of yeah. the show. Right, exactly. Yeah, and it didn't feel genuine. Maybe I don't know. Um, mm. I probably won't watch more of this. Even like I was super excited for it after the second episode, and after the oh, third one, I'm uh, like, I don't even I, know if I, I want to need- see more. Yeah, I, I think I will see one more episode because it's just one bad and two extremely good ones. Oh, okay. I saw a show uh, on... I will see one more, yeah. Oh, sorry. What did you say? Yeah. No, I think I will see one more. Just in case. Just yeah, see. maybe it'll turn yeah. around. Like, because the first two were so good that, like, maybe it'll turn yeah. around. And I'm still interested in, like, the mystery part of it, right? Yeah, and the main yeah, actress yeah. who plays, like, the one who's... Not the blonde girl, but the brunette. She's so good. Mm. I see her doing big things in the future. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I saw 50K Three Ways um, okay. on the Home and Garden channel from. This is a... Mm. It's like a home renovation show, right? Um, okay. Where they have this lady who... She's like... They want to renovate their house, but they only have $50,000. So she gives them three ways to use that money to renovate their house in three different ways. And then the couple who owns the house or the person who owns the house has to decide which of these three ways they want to use that money. And then it's the journey of the uh, them working with the contractor. And it's a home and garden show, right? Um mm. Not really that in- interesting in the sense that, like, it's just every other one of these home renovation shows you've ever seen. The host herself is supposed to be, like, interesting. Um, she comes in and she, like, they're doing demolition and they have her come in and, like, kick down a piece of drywall. Like, that's supposed to be, like, I don't I don't know oh, what it... That's so edgy. Right, she... she when you think about it, she, she could not be in the show, and it would be the same show. There's no purpose for this host of the show to be in it. Uh, overall, I'll probably give this, like, a 3.5. Not great, uh, but I'm sure there's, you know, some people that... W- if you like home and garden television, they, you probably like it. I mean, I, I didn't mind it. It's just, like, it's there. It's something I would watch just to have something to watch, I guess. I saw also on MTV from mm. you ever see the the show the challenge which was like I have yeah 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 and you remember we watched the return of the real world on Paramount Plus the like yeah the what's a good word reunion show right well they yes. they did a new Paramount Plus reunion show for the challenge so it's basically oh. the challenge senior edition because they still do challenges except they're all old and can't really do any of them because they're too old <laughs> so the first the first one they're all supposed to like swim out and dive down to like get these blocks to solve uh these math equations on the beach 
and it takes forever because they're all so old, none of them can swim anymore. Uh, it's kind of pathetic in a way, but some of it's cool because then they go back to the house and they do kind of the uh, reality show house bits, you know, the bits where mm -hmm. the house like talking and uh, that part's cool. It's That's very much like the real world or the challenge or Big Brother or something like that. But the contestants themselves are just, it's kind of, it's kind of sad to see them this many years later, but at the same time, uh, it's a terrible, just MTV reality show when this channel used to make music videos. So I'll give this a four. What's her name again? Nikki, Nikki Holmes was one of the winners. I don't remember her. She was really good. Of the was challenge? Are you thinking of Nikki, the one that died recently from Big Brother? Oh, I'm thinking of that. That's what I'm thinking of. Right. Mm. See? Which why I have a positive She was so it. entertaining. I'm so I was very sad yeah. to hear about her passing, yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Mm. I also did. How do you feel about dragons, everybody? So, uh full disclosure, I love the book that this is based on. Okay. Like, I'm deeply, deeply in love with it. It's a yaw! It, it very felt yaw, uh, yaw. young adult content. Yeah. I didn't know it was yaw. based off a book, but I'm not surprised because it feels right. like it's based off of a book. And I, I said to Luke, I am going to bet that you did not like this as much as I did. <laughs> did you say that to me? Yes, I did say that to, to you on Monday. I don't remember. We I, about uh, well, I hadn't yeah. watched it on Monday, so I didn't remember that. But yeah, no, I, I know. And I, I asked you, "Have you seen? Have you seen Shadow and Bone?" And you said, "Oh, I have it on my list." Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, "Yeah," and I said to you, "Well, I bet that you will not like it as much as I did." Well, you know me. You know me all too well from. Yes, <laughs> because I'm going to bet that you give this between a four and a six somewhere. Um, but that's not my fucking review of this, because guess what? I loved every single fucking little bit of this show. This was my Game of Thrones. This was my uh, Game of Thrones look. It, I, it felt like Game of Thrones, but I, I don't like yeah. the... Uh, medieval dragon, whatever. I, right. I just don't like this this style of fantasy. I don't like the fantasy genre to begin with. So right. I, it handicapped me from the beginning. But you yeah. liked it. So what did you like about it? Uh, the acting, the script, everything. The I I I do think it has its negative parts. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to get a ten out of ten. Sure, I'm not crazy. But uh, it felt uh, it felt like the Netflix equivalent of Game of Thrones. But right. here's here's the thing: I cared about this. I didn't care about Game of Thrones. Okay, so I love the Game of Thrones books. So that's kind of where mm -hmm. I compare it. So when I went into this, I was like, another filmation of a book series. I love. Where I think they miss the target very, very, very wide on Game of Thrones. I think they hit it here. 
uh, it just hit me like everything was uh, like it was in the books very like into the books and it also like had some characters development that I was very happy to see from the second book so it's very much leading into uh, second and the third season I hope there's no more more than there's books that they just stop there but this was my Game of Thrones I am going to give it an eight and a half I I know that's very high okay I saw Jeez, what, did, what I... did you think about it? What did you think? Oh about yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, the problem, obviously for me, was the fantasy genre of it. I didn't think the acting mm. was all that great, to be honest. So, some of the actors were not. Yeah. It felt very um, network kind of. Um, the storyline is interesting. I do like the storyline. Mm. I like the concept of like there being this uh, separate. The storm. What? How do we describe the thing without ruining it? Uh, the right. storm <laughs> thing with drag. Storm with dragons in it is what I'll call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That like separates the two lands. That part's really cool, right? Mm -hmm. The concept is really cool. Um, I didn't think the acting was all that great. I gave it a four. So you were yeah. on point with what I thought about it. Um, it's, I know you. I'm. It's just like I know people would like it more than me, but it's just, that's not my yeah. cup of tea. Uh, it's just not something yeah. I'm really that interested in. Uh, I feel I, like I, a I, lot of it is like yeah. the visual aspect of it is mm. really interesting that people like to see the mm. costumes and like the bombastic, yeah. like over the top look and feel of it. But to me, when mm. I look at that, I go, uh, they're, they're really trying you know what I mean? And right. sometimes when you're, yeah. it looks like you're trying, that's when something isn't good. I don't know. You know, I'm not surprised that you didn't like it. Uh, I saw This is a Robbery, the world's biggest art heist, which I think you saw last yeah. week. Yeah. Last week, yeah. Yep. And you recommended it to me, so I was like, I got to check this out. Um, Yeah, super interesting. Uh, yeah, so I'm, you just have to watch the whole thing because... Yes. Um... <laughs> It definitely has twists and turns, right? Like, at the beginning, you think one thing is happening, but by the end, it's a whole other... Yeah. And that's what makes it interesting. But it is, again, like... How many of these crime dramas can yeah. Netflix do before, like, yep. it, it really runs yep. its course? And yep. it just felt like another crime drama, just like every other Netflix one. It just had a different story. Yep. So, what did I give this? I gave it a... Where is it? Uh... I gave it a six. I still, th I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's better than most of them. I, I think this is on the upper level of those Netflix. Yeah, it just felt similar, you know. And it's like, yes. how long can you do that until it runs runs out of steam? And ah, yeah, very much. Yeah, but people love them. I mean, they're gonna keep making them as long as people keep watching them, right? And so it's not oh, yeah. like, yeah, and people love true crime podcasts also, and I don't understand that either, so. <laughs> I agree with you there. Right. I haven't, yeah. Did you see Paradise City this week? Nope. Did you even know this came out? Nope. I think there's like four episodes out, so this has been out for like a month, right? Um, really? Yeah, I didn't even know. It's on, let's see, it's on Prime. Is where I found it, at least. It's got, believe it or not, Olivia Culpo, Bella Thorne, uh, Boo Boo Stewart, 
it's like uh, all these actors that I'm like, how have I not seen the show before? Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, Mark Boone Jr. Uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Hurst. It's got a bunch of people who were from specifically uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's got a lot of the mm. cast. It's got Hobson in it, the rapper. Oh, yeah. Right. It's got like I was like, what is this show? So I went and checked it out. It's kind of interesting. It's about a rock band. Oh, it's got Eva Marie and Jr. in it. I oh, forgot. Really? Jr. like the commentator from wrestling is in the show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very weird. Uh, like eclectic cast, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, it's yeah. about a rock band whose lead singer uh, goes on hiatus for a few years, and everybody wants this rock band to return. And he's, like, having huge emo emotional crisis in his life because, uh, w well, he hooked up with this girl and then her family got destroyed, her, uh, like, on tour. He hooked up with this girl uh, and she ended up getting pregnant and then her dad ended up, like, killing himself. And It's this whole, like, scenario, but then... Um, it kind of connects back to like the music industry and then how the music industry uses young, like talented artists to do their bidding while not really giving a fuck about their lives. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and Bella Thorne again, surprisingly good actress, like how she's been amazing in the last few years. And I would recommend I you just checking this out for her because like, yeah, she's just impressive. I, I never gave her the credit before that she totally deserved. So, uh, yeah, no, she does. I would say in the middle of the show, it kind of gets bad. Like, it's not as good as the beginning and the end. But uh, overall, I'll give this a five point five. I really, I re I would recommend it, but it's not like super super great. Oh, I saw Sexify on Netflix. Sexify, okay, I haven't heard about this. Yeah. It's a new... I think it came out today. Oh, okay. It's a college... Uh, college... Uh, it's kind of quirky. It's about this girl uh, that is a virgin that wants to find a way for women to have more orgasms. Uh, more orgasms, yeah. is that what you said? Yes, okay. I did. Yes. All right. A virgin that's going around talking to women, trying to find a way to get girls to have more orgasms. That is the show. It is... Is it a reality show, or is this a... No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Drama, comedy. Could be an interesting reality show. Maybe not an interesting yeah. comedy. <laughs> it's very quirky. It's very... Uh, I will... It's kind of man-eaty. Uh, I really, really didn't like this. I think I will give it a three. Yeah, a three. Okay. And it was on Netflix? I might have to check this out. Yes. It sounds like it, it, sounds like it has potential to be terrible. I mean, we've seen some bad shows already this year, so who knows, but... Yeah. I saw an Italian show on Netflix. Did you see Zero? I did. Uh, 
I saw the first two episodes of this. I don't know. Do you feel like you want to watch more of this or? Nope. How, nope. Okay. Not interested at all. <laughs> at the like in the first episode, I thought I was getting into a show, one show, right? And then at the very end of the show, I realized, wait a second, this is a superhero show. I didn't realize this was yep. a superhero. And then I get into the second episode, and I go, oh, this is a superhero show. I don't really want to see this. I don't like superhero shows. But what did you think? I mean, like, Because you, yeah, you I, like I, superhero I, stuff more than me. so I do like superhero shows better than you. But I think one of my biggest problems with this was the acting in this is terrible. Uh, uh, I thought the main character was good, but everybody else around him yes, was yes, not great. Yes, right. I was, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the Giuseppe Dave Siki is his name. He was really good. Uh, but other other than that, I, I, I just thought there was like another kind of Umbrella Academy show and it didn't yeah it just didn't hook me i i i give it a three it's 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 okay but it's the concept uh, was super simple because it's about a kid mm -hmm. who real uh he's he's kind of got a rough life and he's just like trying to make it on his own even though his fam he's trying to also support his family kind of right and then we realize mm -hmm. at the end of the first episode that he has a superpower of invisibility. Just out of nowhere. It was kind of like, okay, that happened just now at the end of the episode. It wasn't like mm. he used the power. Like, at the end of the episode, it wasn't like he used that power to his benefit, right? No. Right? It was just like it happened on accident and somebody accidentally saw it happen. And it was kind of, okay, sure. Um, yeah. yeah that, it, the whole thing just kind of felt like... Uh, not that well thought out, maybe. Um, but here's the like thing. they had a concept of like we want to make a young adult show, a superhero show, and then they were just yeah. like, "What superpower do we want?" They picked invisibility, invisibility and then it was just yeah. like, "Okay, yeah. now just make a show." Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, and and again here, I really, really felt we were trapped in the young adult trap because this felt like okay, this would be cool if I was thirteen. Twelve somewhere. Uh, I watched it with subtitles, and that kind of helped. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I did see a little bit of it with the dub, and the dub was definitely the dub, bad. The dub is awful, especially <laughs> since for some reason there's one girl who speaks English in the show, and they dub her over, yep. even yep. though it's in English, it, which doesn't make yep. any sense. So it she. Yeah, because yeah. it's dubbed over, but you see her lips moving, and it's moving the same as the words, and you're like, what? <laughs> Why are you dubbing this? It's so stupid. Um, yeah. I saw a show called Exposure. Yeah. Did you get it? I, I think I talked to you about this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Monday. Did you get to see it or no? No. I have, I have just a magic show left. Okay. Exposure uh, on Hulu... What do you think this would be about? Because I said to you, I was like, oh, it must be like a reality show where they're like in the tundra. Maybe, maybe they'll be in Siberia or Alaska. Doesn't that kind of yeah, sound? I said, yeah, I said to you, uh, it sounds like a cheap ass uh, version of uh, Survivor. Survivor in like in a very 
uh, exposed place, right? Like maybe in yes. Salzburg, like up in the north of Norway. That would be a good place to do that. No, this is a reality show about uh, camera uh, people taking pictures. <laughs> exposure, like a camera, uh, be, like a picture being exposed. exposed. Right, right, I know. I was like, yeah. I got into it, and I was like, this is not the show I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> This is a Samsung branded reality show. Um, wow, I'm super excited. So instead of them, they, it's literally they have to use the new Galaxy S, what twenty one or whatever it is, the new Samsung sure. branded phone. And every competition is them taking pictures with this phone. They're not allowed to use any other. Cam- These are like professional photographers that are in the competition. It's a regular, you know, reality show, just like any cooking or any other kind of reality, like reality show. Uh, very like they all get voted out or whatever, but for some reason it's all incredibly branded by Samsung. Um, and it feels like, what's a good word for it? It feels like Samsung was like, yeah, we don't actually give a crap about this. We just want to sell our phone. You know what I mean? <laughs> the host is terrible. Imagine, uh, well, there's a couple hosts, but the one guy, he's, you know, he, I think they said he's like a really famous photographer. Like he's, you know, in okay. National Geographic and all these other things. But as a reality show host, um, it feels like he is a middle schooler delivering the school announcements uh, <laughs> on the, you know, on the tele. He, he should, mi- he might as well be saying like, this week on... The menu in the cafeteria, we will have peanut butter and jelly sam- sam- sandwiches, everybody. That's, that's what it feels like. It's awful. Uh, the other horrible thing about this is, you know, normally in a reality show, at the end, you win a bunch of money. Let's say you win a half a million, mm-hmm. uh, $250,000 at the end of a reality show, right? Sure, sure, sure. This reality show, he goes, you, at the end, one person will will, will win $250,000 job with Samsung. <laughs> so, wow. like, what you win is a job, you have to work. You, like, so what you win out of the show is you win, uh, is you win work that gives you a contract right. with Samsung for $250,000. So, when you think about it, this show is made by Samsung. The the prize money is a job with Samsung. So they, they're they're not even putting up prize money. They're putting up a job with their company. There's no cost to show to the show. It's wow. uh, it's the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a two. <laughs> wow, I need to see this. Oh, Tyler wow. Oakley is in this, by the way. Oh, now I really. He's one of the judges. It. Yeah. Ah. And uh, I was surprised by that because I didn't he have like a big controversy recently? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. What else did you say? <sighs> right, big trick energy. Yes, you did. Because did you... Guess what? I saw that as well because you said you should see this. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is a. I don't even know what to... It's not a magic show. It's not a prank show, but it's both, kind of? Yes. What did I call it when I I talked to you on Monday? I called it, uh... Well, you go ahead and I'll think of what it is. No, I just... It is so bafflingly bad. So Chris Ramsey 
full disclosure, like I love his YouTube. I have followed his YouTube for a long time. So mm-hmm. when he talked about this show, I was like, I'm super excited. And uh, he talked about, oh, it's out this week. And I was like, oh, I should check that out. Uh, and you told me, oh, Big Trick Energy is out. And I didn't like put two and two together that that was the show he was talking about. Get it, everybody? So, big I, trick energy. It's like big dick energy. It's a joke. It's a yes. pun, everybody. It's funny. <laughs> but, but here's the problem. There's there's absolutely nothing good I can say about this show other than that it's not as long. It's one. It's, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a benefit, bro. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it's like 30 minutes long, so... Uh, I, I think what I called it was Dude Perfect with Magic. Yes. Right? It's yeah. like, you know that horrible thing with Dude Perfect where they're like, yeah. it's got this very, what, uh, bro bro energy? Bro. Is that the best very way to... Bro. Very bro energy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the... It's very fake, also. The whole thing is scripted and fake. Oh, All the so people weird. they're doing magic to, it's very clear, aren't... It's not like they pretend like they're just walking up to them on the street, but it's very clear that they're an actor that they hired to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when was this filmed, also? Because even in the background, like, um, of the scene... Yeah, the people masks. aren't wearing masks. So this yeah. had to have been filmed, like, two years ago? A year and a half ago? Some, you know what I mean? Um, like and just now is getting released, is what I'm assuming. It, it felt very like, oh, we have this show that we never used. Let's put it out. <laughs> right. We, we, we had this YouTube yeah. star who we were like, we're, we'll make a show because he's got a big audience. And it didn't really work out. But since the pandemic happened, right. we don't have any shows to release. Yeah. Let's just put that out. Yeah. It did feel yeah. like that. Uh, Yeah. But there is one last show that I saw. On the but what did you give it? Oh, what, what did, did I give it? Oh, I gave it a yeah. two. Oh, I gave it. And hold on for this look. I gave it to Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I could probably go down to a one. I found nothing redeeming about this show. <laughs> the only thing that is really, like, holding it back from getting a really bad score for me is, like, if they had some glaring audio issues or cinematography <laughs> issues where, like, sure. I don't know, I saw one of the lighting rigs in the background or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, at least they just, it was shot, like, professionally. That's the only thing keeping just, it from being horrible to me. Yeah, I just hated it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I think the fa- how fake it is and they're trying to act like it's real is the worst part. Um, yeah, they're like... Oh look, we're surprising you with this car, and he's like, "I'm so surprised, guy." Yeah, and they're not even good actors pretending to be surprised or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I saw on Peacock from Peacock. Okay. Mm-hmm. On my f- so I had to watch it on my phone, of course. Uh, two lifelong oh. best friends, uh, Nathan Ruff- Rutherford, uh, in Rutherford Falls, oh. starring El- yeah, Ed Helms. Yeah. Uh it's a sitcom. It's an NBC sitcom. I would kind of compare yeah. it's trying to be a couple of shows. It's trying to be a uh, community. It's also kind of trying to be uh I don't know, 30 Rock. It, it it's trying to be a few shows like that NBC has done in the past and trying to like 
imitate those, but in like this context, it's about a guy who whose family founded this town, Rutherford Falls, and people in the town want to get rid of a statue of his great-great-great-grandfather or something. So it's going off mm-hmm. of the controversy in re- in recent years of removing statues. So right there, it's already kind of controversial as far as, like, the premise. But then they add in that this town, half of the town is a, a Native American reservation. Um, so then you get into this territory where it's, is this offensive or is this not offensive? I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of very... Mm, redundant to me like it's a sh- it's a show that i've already seen a couple times right. on nbc uh it's just a new cast so overall i'd give this a four i guess okay i'm sure you'll see it next week so you can tell me what you think about it next week anything else i think that was it right uh but paris but the only other thing we saw this week was the finale of tell me your secrets <sighs> Holy fuck, what a finale. Episode 10, the dead come back. Emma fights to survive uh, from John. Uh, Mary attempts to rescue and see both women fight John. Oh, oh. Mary attempts to rescue her. This sees both women fight John to the death. In a cover-up, Mary learns the painful truth about Teresa. Mary reneges on her promise to clear Emma, Emma's name, and Emma then has to flee. Finding her daughter has been taken by Teresa. Emma vows to find her. The killer of Jess is revealed, uh, and brutal justice is delivered to the family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I love this show. It is very, very, very good. I think this is a show that has gotten by people. Uh, I I have heard zero talk about how good this is. I have heard like zero like mention about it in social right. media. I feel like this is a show that people are totally fucking missing. Uh, it is uh, one of the best shows of the year for me uh, on the surprising level. I doubt it will end up in my top five of the year, but that's not saying anything because I really, really loved every fucking second of this. It's very bingeable. I do recommend that you watch it harder. This uh, season finale lays up to season two, but kind of answers all the questions we wanted answers to. So it's kind of like, yes, but... What did you read mind. about... I remember when we were watching it, or after we watched that yeah. episode, you read that, like, they have plans for... Or they had thought about doing a season two, something like that, right? Right, yes. Which just isn't confirmed no, yet, but I, I felt no. like it was open to it. But it, it wrapped up in a way where it could... Yeah. We would be happy with it not having a season two, but they yep. left a few things open, specifically the Mary situation, not sure. um, admitting that Emma uh, wasn't... Or that her daughter was actually the killer and Emma wasn't. Uh, and then also Mary murdered a lady and there was no comeuppance to that. So that was kind of an yeah. issue right there. Uh, 
I think that was the biggest glaring thing that made me go, okay, they could do a season two with just yeah. with that, really, because Mary would end yep. up because John's dead now. Mary in season mm-hmm. two would turn into the to the main bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Which Definitely. makes sense. I, I it makes sense to oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, all over, I will give this show uh, eight point five. I give it a nine. Yeah. I mean, it's early in the year right now, but this is one I've gotten written down to be like, okay, we I need to remember this as you know when when we do our end of the year list. So. Oh yeah, like I said, I think it will it will be a contender. I really loved every fucking second of it. Right. Uh, I, I will go up to a nine. Yeah, I think I will go up to a nine. I think I was a little. Well, and yeah. it was just, I think the other thing that bumps it up to me is, like, it was a surprise contender. Like, we didn't see oh, yeah. it being, like, when we went into it, we were like, okay, it'll be all right. But we didn't think it'd be this good. And it just, no, it was just no. a surprise, yeah. So next, what's what? the next what? show we're going to do, from? Yeah, that, what is the next show we're going to do, Luke? Jupiter's Legacy? Which I th- what is yep. this on? I don't even know, I... I I don't remember. I'll look it up. Uh, it's, yeah. I think, like a superhero show, which I'm not super excited for, but it's got an interesting premise. It says, yeah. the, chil- uh, super- the children of superheroes struggle w- to live up to their parents. Live up to their parents. Okay, so it's like, yeah. hmm. I guess we'll see what it's like all about. It's got uh, Josh Damal. It's got, so it's yeah. got some... Uh, Let's see who else has it got. Mm-hmm. I guess it's, Josh Duhamel is like the biggest actor I, that I can see in it. But it's a coming of age. Uh, we'll give it two episodes. If it's terrible and I, I yeah. hate it, maybe we'll move on to something else. But maybe it'll be good. I'll give it a chance. I'm gonna give it a chance. Yeah. What is it on? Oh right, uh, Netflix actually. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So this uh, comes out this week, and uh, we will cover that next week uh hey eurovision is uh very much around the corner as they say uh it's in may uh this means that we are getting to a point where we don't have any more eurovision songs to talk about actually we just have one single song this this week it was from slovenia what was the song's name Jeez, uh... Oh, Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen right. yeah. By Anna Sok- Soklik. Soklik? Yeah. Soklak. Soklak. Yeah? I usually ask, hey, Luke, what do you think? Uh, uh, we had, like, last week I said, oh, there's another Amen song. Please tell me you like this much better than the other Amen song. I thought it was fine. It felt very Eurovision. Yeah. I the oh, yeah. stage performance I thought was lacking. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. The lighting was kind of interesting. I don't understand. Like the thing behind her, there's like this big um, what's uh staircase, right? So mm. at some point, what I was expecting to happen was a choir to like raise up out of the ground and be on the staircase. Which didn't that kind of you know what I'm saying? And that never happened. So maybe I was just like disappointed because of my own perception of what was good, like what was I was expecting to happen. But it was just mm-hmm. you know her singing. I, I thought her voice was fine. I didn't think it was amazing. 
I'd probably give this a, I'd probably give this a six, five point five six. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I think the stage uh, performance was kind of lacking. Uh, I don't really like the flames thing. Uh, I, I didn't get really that. Under- I no. didn't. I don't uh, understand it. <laughs> it didn't fit in with the lyrics. Uh, it's just her standing there singing. I mean, it's a very Eurovision pop uh, ballad. Uh, it can be a little screamy at times. I think her voice does fit the song, and it's very powerful. It's a power ballad, right? That's more... Well, not in, like, it. the 1980s sense of power ballad. Right. No, no. No, it's, it's a... Um, gospel power? Th- yeah, gospel it's a go- it's a gospel ballad, I think is probably the best yeah, way. Yeah, gospel ballad. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's nothing offensive. I think it will probably qualify because it's very like it's very Eurovision uh, like looks at, but I, I like it enough to give it a six. Yeah, like I said, uh, five point five six. I I just think the only problem with it is the lack of uh, any kind of like dancing or anything on the stage. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, Nikki tutorials uh, will be the first trans uh, woman in history that will be the main host for Eurovision. Is this the first this... YouTube star to to uh, host it? Uh, let me think. I think so. Uh, nothing comes to mind. Right, okay. At least. I, do, you know, I was uh, just surprised because like it, this really does feel like YouTube is like hitting the mainstream. Like YouTube obviously yeah. is already mainstream but this is like to me, international mainstream kind of thing. And I think she will have, like, two or three co-hosts. But, she, uh, yeah. But she was supposed uh, to be the co-host, right? Yes. And yes. now they bumped and her up to the main uh, host, which, that, yeah. that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And I love Nikki Tutorial. I've never seen any of her videos or anything, but... You have never? She's really? a beauty... She's a beauty makeup person, right? Sure. I, why would I, I, I never watch that? that either, but I've seen her. Oh, okay. I know who she is. I just yeah. never watched her videos. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no. Uh, I know who James Charles is. I never watched his videos either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you watch every James Charles video. Just a minute. Well, I did watch that one episode of his TV or his YouTube TV show. I guess actually. Yeah. The influencer beauty program shit. Wow, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it is interesting. Plugs, email, uh, another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I have no idea if we have any emails because I didn't check them, but, uh, we got a Facebook, another digital citizen on Facebook. We also have a Twitter at podcast ADC if you want to get a hold of us for anything. Uh, like an interview, or if you want us to talk about something, or if you've got a news story you want us to talk about, those are the ways to get a hold of us there. Yeah, movie I'm news. Going to manifest, I'm going to manifest uh, that we get emails next week. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna manifest that a biologist yeah. sends us an email about the crickets, the killer Russian crickets. <laughs> And then we can interview a biologist about how how murderous crickets can be. Um, yeah, that would be actually. I really want to do that now. 
Is it? Does that sound like <laughs> that sounds like fun to me? Actually, uh, just to spite, like just to spite people more than anything. Yeah. Uh, movie news. Mm-hmm. Academy Awards, which we're going to talk about here in a second, lowest rating of all time. Holy crap, it's low. Uh, fifty nine or 59% drop from last year? Is that right? That yeah. can't be right. 50, yes, it is. 9.85 million viewers, a drop from 23.6 million that tuned yep. in last year. Like, if it was 59% over 10 years, I'd be like, oh, that's mm-hmm. clearly something has ha- happened in the last year for this step. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think it it's might be like this thing called the pandemic. Or something. Yeah. Well, I think it was the pandemic and people just going, you know what? We don't re- really care about these kind of things. Like, yeah. this bullshit anymore. Like, pandering to the rich and all this garbage. But, you know what I mean? Look, guess who sold the Oscars? Look. Guess, guess. Who? Fro Oscars. That was one thing I was wondering about, like this, the ratings is what are they? Ca- it says the Academy's third hostless show in a row since. Re- oh. That was one thing is like the host doesn't exist anymore since. Was it Kevin Hart got canceled? Who got canceled? Yes, Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, the Academy's oh, third sh- hostless show in a row. Uh, a 1.9 ratings from uh, for adults in the 18 to 49 demographic, a 64% drop in that demographic, 64% drop in that specific demographic since last year. So that's even a bigger drop in like the main demographic that like, as far as like advertisements go. Uh, but yeah. I, ha- I have to say this is the most <laughs> like it was so such. Social justice warrior Oscars. I mean, this this Oscars where like is that why you think people aren't watching? But why do you think people aren't watching? I guess is the because I because nobody fucking cares. That's what I think. I don't think it has anything to do with like the social justice warriorness or like the anything like. I think it's just like people don't want to watch a show that just panders to rich people after like a pandemic where everybody's hurting. You know what I mean? It's maybe the worst cringy Oscars I have ever seen in my entire life. Right, because the ending. Is that what you're talking about, or yeah. other things besides <laughs> that? It was, it was amazing. <laughs> uh, we got a, an article here. ABC executive admit admits the Oscars was not meant to was not meant to end oh. the way it did. Uh, an executive for ABC, the network that aired the Oscars, admitted that the show was not meant to end this way. Uh, after an unprecedented year, the side of the enter- enter- entertainment industry turned upside down. Uh, one, oh, it was notable break from tradition for the Oscars to have the ending for decades be the be- best picture, um, but they decided to go with best actor because of Chadwick Boseman. From. Yep. And guess what? She didn't win. <laughs> Spoilers. And, however, in what look like uh, a bet made by producers gone wrong. Anthony, Anthony Hopkins uh, was announced winner instead, who was not even in, in attendance at the show. Nope. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix had to accept the award on his behalf, and then the show just abruptly ended. <laughs> yep. One of the worst endings I have ever seen. Uh, Oscar, uh, our friend Richard from last week, 
he sent us uh, some commentary on the Oscars. Let me find that. Okay, well, right here, a VP of Unscripted and Alternative Entertainment, Rob Mills, who works for Walt Disney Entertainment and ABC, who uh, did the Oscars, said they t uh, the producers took a gamble calling the decision a switch to switch the running order a calculated risk. So, yeah, they've admitted that that's what the... This wasn't an accident. It... Or it was an accident, I guess. Yeah. Richard said when uh, Mank won't, uh, won cinematography after Best Director, I started to wonder if No Man Land was uh, uh, winning only Best Pictures and Directors. Uh, oh. oh. Gosh, I hate being on the phone, look. Uh, uh, Boltzmann's loss and McDermott's win confirmed two lessons. We're not sweeping all seasons, and you're not the best picture nominee. Ain't going to win Oscars. And when you have a race that is unpredictable, always go with the film that is winning best picture. <laughs> Very good said. Winning for best picture was No Man's Land. Uh, yeah, all three of us had picked Nomadland, so I guess we all get a point there. Uh, Chloe Shao won for Nomadland for Best Director. And neither of us picked that, but Richard uh, picked that. And Hopkins won uh, for The Father. <laughs> None of us, we all had picked Chadwick Boseman there. Yep. Francis McDermott won for Nomadland. Uh, right, who... Oh, I, I got a point there. Best supporting actor was for Daniel Kalua for J Judas and Black Messiah. And you both got a point there. I did. I I picked something else. Best supporting actress went for Yoon Joo-hyun for Minari. Uh, Rich got a point there. I picked Amanda Seyfried, and you had picked uh, who had you picked? Oh, Coleman. Uh, best original screenplay was A Promising Young Woman. Uh, I got a point there, and Rich got a point there. You had picked Minari. Mm -hmm. Best adapted screenplay was The Father. Uh, Rich got a point there. I still feel like White Tiger should have won this, but we had yep. both picked that. Uh, best animated feature was Soul. Uh, me and Rich both got a point there. You had picked Wolf Walkers, which even right up until the day before, I was seeing articles in, yeah. I think it was BBC, saying like, oh, the town where this was made is like super behind this film and everything. Like, I mm. need to, I, yeah, I need to go watch that, so. So good, look. Uh, best documentary feature was My Octopus Teacher. Uh, none of us got a point there. We actually got oh. Rich to <laughs> change his choice, which I he know. had picked my octopus teacher. Uh, I know. I felt so bad for him. Oh, uh, I mean, he he didn't see any of them either, so it, you know, yeah. That was Oscars, right? That was the Oscars, so let's see where we're at. Uh, you have two points from. I have four points, and Rich got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven it's almost like he's Ooh. a professional or something. <laughs> almost. It's it's just almost all the look. Well, then we have the Rassis. Are you looking forward to that? I don't know one Rassis, to be honest. I don't know anyone. 
I think you told me one. Okay. Worst pitcher. Absolute proof. All right, you got a point there, and Rich got a point there. I, I had picked music, but I realized, like, mm-hmm. the two that I picked for the first two of these, I should have switched them, so. Yeah, because the worst director was Sia. Which you both got a point there. Yep. Then worst actor was Michael Lindell for My Pillow Guy. Fro got a point there. Then we had Katie Hudson for Music. Uh, none of us got a point there. Yeah, I'm very, very, very sad for Richard there because Richard was like, ah, "Are they going to give it to music here?" No. <laughs> uh, then uh, worst supporting actor was Rudy Giuliani in Borat. We all got a point there. I think that was like we even said yeah. at the time like that was so- totally a given. And insult to injury, now he's probably going to go to jail. So yeah. Worst supporting actress, Maddie Sigler Music. None of us got a point there because we all said at the time they can't do that, right? That's yeah, that's offensive. You can't do that, but they did it. They did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy that they did. Worst screen combo went to Rudy Giuliani and his pants in Borat. We all got a point there. Worst prequel remake or ripoff went to Doolittle. Yeah, I never saw that. I, like, I barely even... Like, because it was so at the beginning of 2020. So I barely remember it even existed. Yeah, you yeah. saw it, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Awful. Okay. And maybe I would have picked it... Well, you didn't even pick it, though, right? So, yeah. No, no. None of us got a point. And worst screenplay went to 365 days. And... uh Oh, Richard got a point there. So... In the so. end, Richard blew us out of the water, obviously. <laughs> yes. But overall, I got one, two, three, four, five, six. And you got one, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh. Seven. Oh, seven. Because you got C. Okay. So you won by one. Uh, but Richard really is the person who, if you, if you yeah. think about the bet, he took us out. He got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So, yeah. He blew us out of the water. Holy moly. Yeah. It's almost like a critic of movies knows more about movies than you and me. I mean, I made some silly mistakes, especially at the very beginning of the Razzie's predictions. I should, I like, I should have thought more about uh, the Sia prediction. Like, I was, after listening back to our show, and then being like, I was kicking myself, going, how have I not, like, Sia obviously is going to be the worst director. Why did I not pick that? I was just being dumb. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, I've seen the movie. I have you <laughs> seen about a movie. How about you? I did. Uh, let's see, I saw... Willy's Wonderland, from Did you see this yet? No. With, uh... Uh... Link Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Um... It's one of the better movies I've seen him in recently, and it might be because he literally doesn't talk the entire movie. I know. Um... Uh. This is... Uh, Five, Night at, Five Nights at Freddy the Movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um... But it seems like they made it to be that, and then the whoever owns the franchise rights to Five Nights at Freddy's was like, 
yeah, we don't really feel like making a movie and you can't have the rights to this. So the people who already had filmed it and put it together was like, all right, we'll just change a few things here and there so it's no longer copyright infringement. That's what it kind of felt like. Um, mm. But it still had, like, if you've played the game, it still had, like, uh, the energy drinks. It still had all the characters. Nice. It still had, the uh, you know, the monitors. It had everything mm. from the game. It just wasn't labeled Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. Uh, it surprisingly fun. Like, you... If... The people who went into this and voted it as a bad movie, you know what I mean? Just apparently don't like fun. Mm. Is That's my mm. only thought. It's like, they're like, I hate fun. This is my impression of somebody who didn't like this movie. I hate fun. It's the worst. Don't you hate when you're having fun, like, when you're not having fun and then fun happens? It's the worst. That's my impression of you, the person who didn't like this movie. Uh, I'll give it a 7.5. Cool. I saw Mortal Kombat Hi-ya! this week. That's how you say it. You, you said Mortal Kombat. That, I, I mean, that kind of did sound like some of the sound effects from like the Game Boy game from back in the day. So <laughs> It did. Yeah. Um, okay. If you go into this thinking, oh, I want a character-driven movie... Uh, with some action in it. Don't see this movie. If you want to see action, action, action without characters, this is your movie. <laughs> the, it is... It, take out your brain. Enjoy the violence. It's not an amazing movie. It's not bad either. I enjoyed it. I will give it a 7. Uh, yeah, I, re- I want to see it. I mean, I think the m- thing that looks most impressive about Mortal Kombat is the special effects. So how do those... Yeah. Some special effects you're going to go, oh, Jesus Christ almighty. But the kills were amazing. Okay, cool. I mean, that's the thing I want to see is the special effects. I mean, from the trailer, that looks like the thing that's, like, the most prominent. Yeah. Right. Uh, continuing my trend of watching things that have wrestlers in them this week, uh, or mm. people involved in wrestling, I saw Jacob's Wife from horror movie. Oh yeah, I really want to see this with yeah. CM Punk in it. Um, mm-hmm. In his, horror movie. I want to say it's his acting debut, but I could be wrong. No, uh, he made a movie with the same director uh, two, three years ago. Oh okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got a very background role. He's like a uh, the de- yeah, deputy the cop. Role. Like, yeah, he's not he even the main... The he's not the main cop, even, uh, let alone one of the main characters. But this mm-hmm. movie... I Like, I went into it going, okay, it's going to be a silly B-horror movie. And then I went and looked at the scores. It's got 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. I mean, it's got 5.4 on IMDb, so I was like, okay, maybe okay, maybe it's going to be bad. Then I looked at some of the reviews and stuff, and I was like, people are actually going, this is a good movie, and I watched it, and I was super impressed. Uh, mm. I would compare, impressed in the way where the last time I was impressed by a horror movie of this genre was maybe the original Let the Right One In, not the American version. Right. Where I was, I went into it going, okay, it's going to be a horror movie. People have talked, like, Mm -hmm. said it might be okay. And then I went in and was like, holy crap, this changes the whole genre. This changes the game of the genre. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I was impressed by this. I gave it a, 
an eight, and I fro I know will like this. Uh, I just don't want to hype it up too much to the point where you're like, uh, when you watch it, you're you're gonna like it less. You know what I mean? What is the last thing we watched on Netflix, Luke? On Netflix, there was a movie that was a half an hour too long called Stowaway. <laughs> exactly half an hour too long. It's not a bad movie by any chance or form. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start there. It's a science fiction movie, um, and it's very sci-fi, don't you think? Yeah, I really like the sci-fi element. Um... It kind of reminded me of like a future, a futuristic version of the uh, Apollo thirteen that Tom Hanks movie. Yes. If you were to take that yes. and then put it in the future, that's this movie. Yep. Um, yep. The thing that is the half an hour too long is that all these scenes that just land, they just it's to stretch yeah. it out. And I understand because like yeah. they're in space and they want to make it look very, you know. Mm. Um, you know, space is vast, so everything's very stretched out in space. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of what they were going for. But, like, if I was to re-edit this movie, I wouldn't have to, like, cut out any scenes or anything. I could just cut out little bits of, like, somebody walking from one place to another and cut those <laughs> yeah. pieces out, yeah. make it a half an hour shorter, and nobody would even notice that I had edited the film, right? Yeah. That is kind of the biggest problem with this movie. Yeah, very good movie, just let me say that. But uh, the slow motion is... But I think they, I think that was a stylistic choice because of space. So I understand sure. what they were going for. I just... I'm a, it's still I, irritating. Yeah, exactly. It's just irritating. <laughs> I, wanted to, I kept wanting to fast forward, right? But uh, very good acting... Extremely good uh, photography, a very cool way of filming. I liked uh, the ending. I will not spoil it. The actors are all very good. I thought, um, yep. even though, like, I mean, what's his? I don't remember his name. Jin from uh, Lost. He, Lost, yeah, I wouldn't say has been in a lot of good things since then. No, but I yeah, thought he did a decent job playing this character, yeah. which was kind of a complex character in the sense that, mm-hmm. like. He's both kind of evil, but at the same time trying to be a nice guy. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I love that element of it. And I, it's good to see him back in things, because I feel like he kind of got typecast as that Jin character. You know what I mean? Mm, I like to mess Jin, though. But yeah, um, I will give it a seven and a half. What did I give it? I gave it a six. Okay. I like it a little more than you. Sure. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, so talking about Mortal Kombat, let's watch the audio trailer for Mortal Kombat. Red Band trailer. We're going to get some cussing or maybe some violence, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably it's more violence. <laughs> I think I've seen this trailer maybe like ten times before. Yeah, it's really definitely like... been hyped up for a, like a few months yeah. here in America for sure. I mean, is it a big franchise though? I'm I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, yeah. I mean, when was the last Mortal Kombat game? It wasn't that long ago. No. A year ago? Uh, two I, years ago? Something like yes, that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but the last movie was Mortal Kombat Anni- Anni- Annihilation. Annihilation. Or 
Right. I'm not least. Right. And that was awful. The first one was okay. Like the first yeah, one the with first one was okay. and David Carradine. I always like David Carradine to be honest. But... Yeah, yeah. But the second one, holy fuck! Yeah, no, the second one was terrible. I mean, I... <laughs> but you can never get away from the soundtrack of the first one. The soundtrack of the first movie oh, yeah. is fucking amazing. Oh, so good, so good. I haven't seen that movie in years. I mean, what was the first... The first Mortal Kombat game I had was Mortal Kombat 2 for... For Game Boy, I think. And then I got... Yeah. I had a Mortal Kombat... For... I don't remember which one it was, but it was for the first PlayStation. And I don't think I ever had a Mortal Kombat after that. I don't remember my first Mortal Kombat. I think it's probably 2 as well. I remember the Game Boy one, uh, the sec uh, second one, you could link Game Boys yeah. with, like, a, a wire and play against each other. Yes. And it was like, yeah. oh, this is so futuristic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super. As long as you and your friend both have a Game Boy and both have the game and have a wire <laughs> to connect them. <laughs> it was more or less a board game with... A very good graphics. <laughs> With bad graphics, thinking about it. I think I knew I had one friend that ha also had the game, and so I was able to go to his house and play it, but. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so that was a trailer. Yeah, what is... That was the trailer. What is this Oscar nominated movie all about, Luke? Hunted by the Fearsome Warrior, Sub Zero, MMA Fighter. <laughs> Cole Young finds sanctuary at a temple of Lord Raiden. Training with experienced fighters uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, the rogue mercenary Kano and uh, and the rogue mercenary Kano, Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on the enemies of the Outworld in high-stakes battle for the universe. So yeah, at least they stuck to the same kind of like storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, I went to the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, verified, of course. Okay. Thomas, Thomas J said, uh, this movie will please their fan, but for me it was just okay. I will say that it was entertaining, and I was with my son, who thoroughly enjoyed the show, so <laughs> that helped my enjoyment. Aww, isn't that a wholesome review? Uh, and I think he gave it four stars. Uh, then D says something I think is very funny. This wasn't enough blood and gore. If the video, that's what, uh, if that the, uh, video game is all about, then the movie should have uh, uh, been more. It was okay, but I'm still waiting on one Mortal Kombat movie, the masterpiece. It will come. Two stars. <laughs> All right, I went to the Facebook. Uh, Vern D. Hart says, This movie is absolute garbage. Uh, the movie seemed rushed. No, no, real character no real character development nor storyline. The acting is horrendous and makes the original movies look way better. I watched about 30 minutes and stopped because the plot and character were just garbage. Uh, but Tad... Tad Tad's... 
Tad Tads. Tad Tads says this movie was amazing. It kept uh, a lot of the original storyline while a- adding a little of their own flair. I was very impressed. They gave us a little story without pushing it down our throats. This uh, is a must watch and looking forward to seeing the franchise grow. Okay, so I thought it was interesting because this guy was like, there's not enough character development. And the other guy was like, I'm so happy there wasn't any character development. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I guess it just depends on where you're coming from as a movie viewer, if you're going to like it or not. I mean, there's not that much character development. I, I will be the first. That's, that's right, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. This guy was like, I don't really yeah. want character development. I just want to see people beat each other up. And so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it it will. It, I think your enjoyment level will be a little like, what do you want out of it? Do you remember what character you ever played in Mortal Kombat? Whenever you had one of the oh, games, Sub Zero. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. I always played as Katana, oh, yeah. with the fans. The little girl. Oh, yeah. She had the best kicks, and I was always more of a kick guy when I played Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I would just spam the kicks because there's like a long range attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, look, you have to tell me because I don't really know. Uh, because hey, oh yeah, that's right. You're on the phone. Okay, wet season yes. uh, came out last week. A teacher forms bonds with a student who has been abandoned by his parents. Eighty-five uh, percent on Google. I'm not seeing any more. It's a Singaporean film, so I'm not seeing any more um, mm. ratings other than that. At least not American ratings. Uh, Street Gang. This is something I think I want to see. Uh, Street Gang, how we got to Sesame Street. Take a stroll down Sesame Street and witness the birth of the most influential children's characters in television history. From the iconic furry characters to the classic songs you know by heart. Learn how the gang of visionary creators changed the world. Uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8 out of 10 on IMDb. 80% on Metacritic. This is a documentary, obviously. Uh, It says it's starring Jim Henson, but... Yeah, I really want to see this. Really want to see this. Yeah, hopefully uh, it's good. Um, we'll see. Yeah. You think they're going to cover anything yeah. about Jim Henson being like a Christian science artist thing? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, okay, the other thing that came out uh, last week is The Space Between. Is this real? Oh, no, this didn't actually come out last week. That's a lie. It says 2017. Okay. What? 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 Okay, another thing that came out last week. Uh, together, together. A young loner becomes a surrogate mother for a single middle-aged man who wants a child. Their unexpected relationship soon challenges their perceptions of connection, boundaries, and the particulars of love. This is 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 70% on Metacritic. Pretty good scores there. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. This is starring... Ed Helms also. Patty Harrison. Tig Notaro's in it. She's very funny. I like Tig Notaro. Oh, I like Tig. Yeah. Um, Have you ever seen Under the Rock, Rock with Tig Notaro on YouTube? That sounds familiar. I don't know if I've seen it, though. <laughs> she, she meets celebrities, and she has no clue who they are. Oh, yes, I have it seen is, that. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just like I remember her stand up from like the early two thousands and enjoying her ba- even she's back so then. Funny, yeah, she's so funny, yeah, and a good writer. I think she's done a lot of uh, uh, TV show writing as well. She's a very good writer. 
Uh, but yeah, ninety three percent for together together. That sounds like a good score. So, which movie out of these? I mean, I I know what movie I want to see. Uh, what, what about you? Street Gang. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Mortal Kombat, and you have. But yeah. even then, I kind of want to see Street Gang more than I want to see Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. No, 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 no. Seems like a much much better thing. Hey. Uh, audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Get the free trial to Audible, uh, 30 day, uh, one free book. If you cancel the program, I don't think you will do that, but if you do, you get to keep the book and you still support us. You should do that. Uh, coming up next week, we'll to talk about Jupiter Legacy Episode 1, whatever that will be. I hope it will be good. Uh, I, we will do another digital review of The Resort. I'm going to guess that is a horror movie. That sounds like a It does movie. sound like a horror movie, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Can't even imagine what it would be. Um, it could be a thriller. Like thriller horror, but someone I... someone lost on a resort where there's like evil zombies coming. I mean, how fucking easy is that? Yeah, that sounds right to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh... <laughs> Jeremy Round. Right. Uh, oh, we didn't do. Did we do an audible trial? Audibletrial.com yeah. forward slash another digital citizen. You did. I just said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought I I totally missed over it. Uh. I said it even twice. Did you? I, I totally missed it. Yes. Uh, Jeremy round then. Uh, TikTok <laughs> loophole. Did you see this? Uh, TikTok is no. banning users who are posting pornographic and or violent videos, uh, including beheadings. Uh, BBC News has alerted the app uh, to the don't search this up craze, which has accumulated over 50 million views. TikTok has banned hashtags promoting it. Uh, apparently, there's, like, a function where you can add a thing to, like, your profile picture, uh, a video to your profile picture, which doesn't get accounted for by the algorithm as, like, it doesn't, because it's not a video, it's, like, your your profile right. picture. And so, uh, people have been posting horrible shit in there because they realized they could, I guess. Ah, TikTok, an app I have never had on my phone and will probably never have. I almost added it again this week. I like I had it a long time ago, back when it was everybody still <laughs> thought it was terrible. Um, but yeah. I kind of want to add it again because it's definitely becoming like the most prevalent like app out there right now. And there's a lot of stuff happening on there that like isn't happening other places. So, well, I watch it on YouTube Short. That's uh, what YouTube Short is, is all it's about. Becoming, it's becoming, right? It's clear that YouTube yeah. is like, oh, there's this TikTok thing. We need to, like, do something to kind of... Yeah. Uh, and it seems like and some... All YouTube Shorts videos are TikToks, and it's so meta. Well, no, I love it. I've seen a few creators who are, like, established YouTube creators who seem to just be making occasional YouTube shorts because I think they're in the system and YouTube has come to them and said, hey, we want to do this. Can you create some of these videos for us and we'll pay you? Right. Um, 
Mr. Beast had the one where he had a challenge of like, oh, I will go into a supermarket with $60,000 if I can give it away. Uh, no, I, I will try to not give it away and he can't do it. It's kind of funny. Like, it just seemed weird that it came out of nowhere like a week or two ago. All of a sudden these creators are like, hey, you know what would be good if I made these 30 second videos for no reason? And it's like, right. there must be some financial benefit to these big creators that is o overtaking the amount that they could be making from a 10-minute video with ads. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So there's a reason they're yeah. making 30-second videos, and it's, it's got to be monetary. I just don't know what the incentive is yet for these uh, creators to make these videos. But I'm assuming YouTube but, is make, uh, giving them money to do it. Yeah, but I found a very funny one that I sent you. Where the someone filming a chicken cross right, but that was just a TikTok <laughs> again. Like I know. So in a way, they're just promoting TikTok on their on YouTube. Like I, but I. <laughs> it is funny. I mean, I'm not saying, and yeah. that's what the thing about TikTok is. There is some funny shit on there also. Yeah. So. Um, but you could you could have said that about Vine too, and there's bad stuff and good stuff. I mean, Vine gave us the Paul sure. brothers, so. Yep. You know, give and take. <laughs> Speaking about terrible people who don't believe in vaccines, uh, Joe Rogan, uh, I think he pretty much officially is canceled this week. I mean, it's been a while, but I think this week uh, it hit a breaking point, right? Everybody's like, okay, we're done with this shit. <laughs> Yeah, we're over your bullshit. We don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> like, we were willing to, like, accept it for a while because you've been around on the internet uh, as, like, a creator for a long time. But it, we're done with your bullshit. <laughs> I man manifest him as a guest on our podcast. Oh, d okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I will manifest it. I, I, on Frenemies, uh, Trisha and him, are have they kind of had a battle, like, a week ago or whatever. And yeah. I think about it, and, like, the way yeah. they look at life is almost similar yeah. in a, like, reverse way. Yeah. <laughs> Where they kind of just have, they don't really have an opinion on life, they just go with whatever is happening at the time. You know what I mean? So I don't think, yeah. like, Joe, I don't think Joe Rogan actually has any opinions. I think he just no, said, yeah, exactly. Now this, I, I, I was a little sour on Friendmates last week. I didn't like that episode, but this week I really liked it. Yeah, it was fun. Very good episode. Yeah. I I mean it's the trivia true. stuff is fine. It, it, Sorry. It, the trivia stuff is fine. It just feels like every yeah. time they want to do it, it, it gets like pushed to yeah. the back of the show and kind of gets cut off yeah. every single time because yeah. they yeah. just get lost in conversation. But yeah, no, they it's so they are so cute together, and I do think Ethan gets uh, out the best of, of Trisha as well. Like that dynamic is so <laughs> so weird and so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like their their podcast is definitely taken over as like one of the biggest podcasts very quickly because. They didn't. Mm. They started like right before the pandemic even mm -hmm. happened. With no fanfare, and, right. or nothing. And now it's become like this huge thing that, like, I, I mean, we were following it at the time, but now everybody—it's like the gossip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the gossip plate. I do feel like there was one point in the show where they were able to take calls from 
people on the Discord and things like that, which they can't do anymore now because it's so much right. bigger. Which th- I feel like that I miss that a little bit. Uh, the yeah. intimacy of like just being a group of people who's able to call in and like talk about your own, like yeah. your poop habits. Remember those days of friend yeah. or like H three, I guess. But you know, mm-hmm. things move on. Yeah. Let's see anything else in the Jeremy round. Um. Oh, tramp stamp, right? We didn't talk about that yet. Oh yeah, good. Uh, TikTok banned. Did you watch the video I sent you about this? Yeah. Yes. What do you think about tramp stamp? The TikTok banned. I don't like it. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah, it's, it's... Okay, so there's this band on TikTok that is a trio of, uh, of women, and they have amassed, like, 385,000 followers very quickly mm-hmm. and more than 27,000 Instagram followers on, like, out, kind of out of nowhere. And people are like, where did these people come from? So they started doing research into the members of the band. And it turns out that they are connected back to, like, very high up music producers in, like, Nashville and things like that. And they're acting like they're um, an indie punk band. Amateur punk band. Yeah. When it turns out that they're actually, like, associated with Dr. Luke, who's, like, a very huge, giant music producer. Uh, And so people are upset that they're... The punk scene is already, it's like, you know... In the punk scene, if you're an outsider, you're an outsider, and that's it. Right, uh, and right, these right. people are trying to get into that community. Like, if they would have been like, we're, we want to be like, I don't know, Avril Lavigne kind of punk pop, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That would be one thing. But they're trying to be like indie punk, which is like yeah. a whole other world, right? <laughs> um, if you've ever been to like an indie punk show, those kids take right. their... They take their culture very seriously and yeah, so people were very upset that these i i, I wanted I, I know the words kind of played out but posers uh came what? out the people were not happy about it hmm. i mean what do you, do you think what do you think about like the idea of industry plants and things like that i mean i personally think it's a little too corporate bullshit uh i think they should have just told where they came from and played the music where they wanted to play. But I understand it's kind of a play. But yeah, no, I understand that people are upset by this because they are kind of like pretending to... It feels a little like Millie Vanilla without comparisons because they they didn't sing sing themselves. But yeah, it felt... It feels like they were created to trick us and when I, when they were figured out yeah in that one video i think he made a good point is like there there are more bands out there right now that are very huge and very popular that this kind of thing hap- that's how they got popular in the first place this exact kind of industry plant like they might not actually live their life this way but that it's portrayed this way specifically maybe rappers you know what i mean mm. Uh, do you think all these rappers are actually going around shooting everybody, or is that just an no. image? You know what I mean? Uh, right. Like six nine. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So there is that thing where, like that. That's just the the case. That's the fact of the industry. It's just that these mm. people 
we're specifically targeting an indie punk demographic, which that's the worst. Like I said, if you're doing pop punk like Avril Lavigne stuff, I don't think people would have had a big, as big of a problem with it. And then there's their politics that also, you know, that was a whole other issue because of their anti, very anti-man stance. Like that was a, that was a whole other thing. Mm. But I don't think that really mm. necessarily goes as much into why people were mad about it. Uh, other than that, that but it was people, just people, yeah, yeah. People were feeling tricked, like I said. They right, exactly. Like they represented one thing, and it wasn't. And there, and I guess yeah, because they're being tricked, then the politics look in- disingenuous because it's like they're yeah. presenting these this set of p- political views. But then you find out that they're actually being backed by this huge industry, and it's like, okay, do you really believe those political views, or are you, is this all part of the ruse? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. No. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, anything else? Uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, we talked about the Jizzy Max photos, right? Yeah, I, I think we're done. That's it for me. Okay. Uh, from, uh, Fro's bedroom, uh, I'm Fro. Uh, from my computer, I'm Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.